Hey, 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 you're with Ren McQueen. She's a fucking vibe. Come on in, let's chat. I know it's been a little minute. It's been a minute. But I have this fucking fractured foot and all this shit going on. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and I've been focusing on physical healing. <laughs> and it's December. And December is fucking Christmas. Christmas time. It's coming. It's coming hard and fast. Um, and I wanted to discuss a couple of topics because, fuck it, we can, right? So let's do it. <sighs> let's start with, <laughs> let's actually start with, um, this whole boundaries thing, right? Because this came up, well, this, this is, I wrote some notes down about this because it just kind of came into my head and I wanted to discuss it because it's really fucking important when you are creating boundaries and you're doing the healing work and all that shit right it's it's really important to focus on what you want from your friendships okay because friendships are a big deal and you want to make sure that when you are on this journey of healing that the friendships you have are healthy solid good friendships and Boundaries are maintained and everyone's just in a beautiful alignment, right? Because we lean into our friends quite heavily and, you know, you want to make sure they're good. <laughs> you want to make sure your mates are solid, you know? That's, that's just how it is. So one thing for me is um, I met this woman uh, this year um, and... It was, it was all good. I wouldn't call it a friendship. I'd call it more of an acquaintance kind of scenario. Um, and I laid out pretty clear the kind of person I am, what I do, what I tolerate, what I don't. What I struggled with was, um, and this friendship isn't, well, it wasn't a friendship. I never got that far. And I kind of just cut it off because boundaries, like I'm hard. Now, normally with a person like this or a friendship that wasn't evolving into anything healthy, um, I would, you know, I'd feel bad. I'd be like, oh, you can't just sort of walk away. You feel bad and you kind of, uh, you know, you kind of hang in there because you feel bad for them and you don't want to be the person that says, I don't want to be friends anymore. Like, you don't actually have to say that, just so you know. But um, for an example, so I've had lots of friendships like this and um, I decided enough is enough. And when I saw this happening, I cut it off at the fucking knees. It was like, boom, I don't play this way. Our values and that don't align. Um, I've got like, like I've said in the, in the past, like I've got some really close mates where <laughs> honestly, we are completely different people completely different beliefs, completely different everything. We parent different, we are in our marriages differently, some of them are single, some of them um, are living this free life and some are locked down, you know, so it's it's not that I'm rigid, like my friends have to think like me because they don't. Um, and I don't want that because then when you're having conversations, they're not fluid, they're not moving, it's like everyone's agreeing with everything you say and it's kind of shit, right? And I like a good debate. But this person came into my world and there were some signs, and these are signs now, I've seen this over and over and over, right? And um, it never ends well. And so this is an example of something to probably watch out for. So this person came into my world pretty hard and fast and I recognised it pretty quickly because I ended a friendship this year because of similar scenarios, almost mirroring scenarios, and I'm not about it. So they came into my life and they were becoming over-involved very quickly, okay? So I'm very protective of my children, I'm very protective of my family, I, I love them. Um, but what was happening was this person was coming in and assuming a role that they hadn't earned, that they weren't entitled to, and it was a role of importance amongst my entire family. Um, you know, if you're friends with me, you kind of got to be friends with me for a while before I let you into the inner sanctum of my family. Yeah, like I got to trust you. And when I'm talking about anything, because I'm very open with people, you know, when I'm going through something, I'll tell you, I'm, I've got no shame, I won't hide it. Um, and, you know, so, and I might 
might have said, oh, you know, I'm going through this little thing right now. And it was the overcompensating, it was the overhelping, it was the sitting me down and trying to give me advice, but you, your life is not together. And I hate that. I hate getting advice from people. Um, unsolicited advice or or chats from people that are so nowhere near having their life together, it's not fucking funny. Like, I'm, I'm not saying it for you to save me. I'm saying it just to kind of let you know why I'm in a bad mood or why I've, you know, <laughs> been been a bit quiet lately, you know. Like, I don't say, don't fucking come into my life and try and save me and my family and create bonds in two minutes that have taken other people years to form. You don't, you don't know these people. You don't know us. We're not there yet. And it's that rushing in, that rushing in. And it's like trying to create a space where I need them. If you can hear that jangling, it's my dog. He's, he's having a little scratch. Um, I don't like that. Don't come into my family and into my life and try and create a space where I need you. It's, it's, it's not how we're going to roll. Because I've allowed that before and that trust has been ripped ripped apart so I don't do that anymore secondly you know this person would come over they'd be regular turn up come in say hi have a cuppa whatever and then leave no problems but then I got to the point where I was like that regularity turned into oh, I'm gonna come over then do a no show so I'm waiting for you to turn up because you said you'll be here at 10 and you're not here and you don't turn up and I get a message three hours later. Like, don't waste my fucking time. And when this starts happening, <laughs> dude, tap me out. Tap me out because if you're going to waste my time, there's absolutely no fucking respect and I am entitled to that. That's my time. You, you know, I'm setting aside time away from my family to have time with you. Um, and yeah, I know what I'm with. I fucking 100% know what I'm worth and I'm not worth picking up and, and hanging out with until you find someone new to play with and then dropping me to go and fucking hang out with them and then picking me up later. Being in friendships like that, it's not a friendship. You're being used. And that's what was happening to me the first time I was being used and then, and, well, every other time I'm being used. And, um, yeah, and like I've learned, <laughs> I've learned, Libras don't change their spots. They just don't. That friend's never going to turn around and be the friend that you would need them to be, like, or become a friend that would be suitable for your lifestyle. They are who they are. Does it make them bad people? No. I, I, I'm not going to label these people as, well, one of them, feral dog. Um, the other one, look, I'm not going to label her a bad person, but, like, it's just not aligning with me. We're not in alignment. So I live by my boundaries because what would have happened is if I'd allowed this behaviour to continue and have this bullshit in and out, fucking around, being over involved in my life, I would have just started bitching about this person and really, really not liking this person and just getting really shitty and angry. I'm not in that place with them because I've removed myself before I've been affected by it in a major way. That pisses me off to the point where I'm like fuck you <laughs> and that's part of healing that I love is that I see shit really quickly like I figure it out really really fast and I cut it off before I get hurt I mean look I might it's not that I get hurt sometimes I get a bit like oh that was fucking not not right like I didn't deserve that but I'm not hurt feelings like my feelings aren't hurt so then I'm not out to be an absolute wanker to this person because they haven't got to that point with me. Like, cut it off before you get hurt. Don't stay in relationships with people because you don't want to hurt them. Just cut shit off before pain kicks in, before the pain hits. And we're coming into Christmas time and, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of toxicity around Christmas time with friends and stuff as well, you know, you have friends that that do the one-up that, you know, doesn't matter what you buy your kids when they're going to fucking make sure they find out what you've done and then do it better. You know, if you choose to have one of these people in your life, that's cool, that's, that's your decision, but these are the times of the year that we're highly stressed, we're highly charged, so the shit when we see it happening, it hurts. 
it hurts because it's like why do you do you not like us being happy like do you are you really gonna play this card where you're gonna one up my whole family focusing on what's important and what your blessings are at this time of the year is really really important because if you only focus on what you don't fucking have then shit's gonna get real painful this is gonna this this time of year is gonna kill and we are that squeeze on the cost of living is getting tighter and tighter and tighter and that grip is becoming very fucking real for people people struggling to pay mortgages rent bills all of that and then they're supposed to throw christmas out there are you kidding and it's a tough time of year like i mean i'm struggling with christmas already because i'm in this fucking moon boot and i can't walk on it like i'm not allowed to walk i'm not allowed to apply pressure on my leg and i'm the mum like i do a lot of the cooking i do a lot of the prep um, and to actually have to take a seat and step back and allow my family to do that and I really feel like I'm doing, I'm doing fuck all's hard. Um, but in saying that, I will be the token babysitter for my grandbaby Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, not sad about that. <laughs> so I at least feel like, you know, I get to actually enjoy, enjoy that part. I'm not sad about it. Um, and feel helpful, <laughs> you know. So it's 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 a tough time because the thing is, and and having awareness in yourself and awareness for the world around you um, can release a lot of stress that happens over this time of the year. This time of the year, this is when people miss loved ones have lost. This is when people our domestic violence rate shoots through the roof, child abuse shoots through the roof. It's because of, it's not because of, but it's a highly stressful, highly charged time of the year. So as much as it's beautiful and it's Christmas and it's the joy of giving, a lot of bad shit happens and a lot of people are triggered. And then we have to bring the family together. And sometimes you don't want to be around the family. Sometimes you don't want to be around the people that have hurt you or triggered you or disrespected you. You know, you want to you wanna separate yourself from that. But you go and you put yourself in the situation where you're triggered with traumas and, and or you've got, you know, a toxic family member that just decides, you know, it's Christmas, let me fucking poke a hole in you, you know. And so that makes this time of the year really tricky and really hard. So what do you do? Because there are times where we, you know, we have to make hard decisions. It's like, if this toxicity happens Christmas Day for you every year what are you going to do this year to make it different are you going to just not go are you going to exclude yourself or are you actually going to start becoming a little bit more confrontational and saying these are my boundaries don't cross them I highly recommend you do that one and sometimes it takes having conversations prior to the day and actually putting yourself in front of some of these toxic people and making sure that they're aware that you don't play that way so that you can enjoy Christmas with your family, the thing you're entitled to do. So what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Because toxicity will continue. It's just not they're not gonna stop on their own. They get some sort of payoff and the payoff is making sure that they feel better about their life and themselves than you for whatever fucked up reason. You know, it's getting in front of it. It's getting in front of it before the day and sitting people down and saying, you know, every Christmas, this is your shit. This is what you do. And we're not doing this anymore. I'm not tolerating it anymore. So I just need you to understand that on Christmas day, if this behavior happens, I will call you out on it. Like I'm gonna actually, I'm actually gonna say something. I'm not gonna sit there and cower. I don't deserve it. I'm not doing this. So your behaviour needs to change. Because these are my boundaries and you're crossing them. And when you get in front of it, it's easier then to stand up for yourself. If you say before Christmas Day, when you have to sit with some of these people you don't want to, these are my boundaries, don't cross them. And then, you know... It makes it creates the space on the day because you've already warned them. They know this shit's coming. 
You've opened the door to step up and stand up for yourself on the day. Because this is not a day to be a dick. This is not a day to be an absolute bitch to people. And you shouldn't be sitting there taking that shit lying down because you want to be peacekeeping. Let me tell you about what happens when you start being the peacekeeper, shutting your mouth. Shutting your mouth only welcomes and invites more disrespect. Shutting your mouth only takes all that fucking hurt and all that disrespect and let it fester and build into you until you get explosive. And the times that you'll become explosive are times like Christmas Day. Times when it's really not appropriate to become explosive. And it all comes out and it all comes out wrong and it all comes out like you're crazy and you're psycho and fuck you, been there, done that? Oh girl, I've been there, done that. And I look crazy. I look fucking crazy. My chair's creaky, sorry guys. It's this fucking boot. I've got to sit a certain way. Um, so getting in front of a shit before it unfolds is really important. Because then when you do react in the moment, they should be expecting it. And if they're not, that's on them. That is 100% on them. And I've sat there and I've put up with bullshit and I've not spoken up and I've been, I've been a sacrificial fucking doormat and I've been disrespected and treated like shit by certain people. Um, when it comes to family events, I've been humiliated, I've been harassed, I've been fucking embarrassed, I've been treated like dirt, I've been stomped on, used, worked to death, um, and then been shit talked behind my back. And I'm, I'm not stupid, I fucking knew what was happening. And I'm not dumb, I see it happening, but I internalised it. And I internalised it because I, growing up, like a lot of people, I didn't have a voice, we weren't allowed one. So that taught me to shut the fuck up. You know, like, you shut up because people aren't going to believe your shit anyway. Um, and you don't want to be the drama queen that causes and disrupts the day or the event or anything you don't want to be the one that ruins it the reality is is if you don't get in front of it and you don't deal with it in the moment and you let it fester till the next family event it's gonna get ugly it's gonna get ugly really fucking quick you know i have more than once been told to eat a bag of dicks because i've voiced myself i've voiced my opinion i've stood up for myself and said that I don't fucking deserve this or that or whatever and I've been told to eat a bag of dicks because I'm not allowed to have emotions because as far as I can see that shit wouldn't have hurt me because why should it? The second that you stop being the source of entertainment for people you're going to create space to heal and that's what I've been. I've been the source of entertainment for people. I've been the ruler that they measure themselves to. I've been a lot of things in our family. But not anymore. <laughs> if you're not going to respect me, you don't get to spend the day with me. I don't play that way. So when you're coming up to this time of the year, which creates a lot of anxiety for a lot of people, especially when you're trying to celebrate a day and you don't want to be around people. And I know a lot of people, they just don't go. They sit at home alone and they hide away. And, you know, if you think you're creating less drama, you're not because then people, it doesn't matter what you do, they're going to talk about you. If you stay away, they're going to be like, Ugh. She's so selfish, they're so selfish, they didn't even turn up. Like, what the fuck, it's so fucking rude. The whole family could have been together, but they ruined it. For example, right, we had a big birthday in our family. And I was, I would have been 12, 13 weeks pregnant with my youngest at the time. And um, I was already in my feelings, like I was fucking pregnant, like I was hormonal, and... I went to this family event and in true me style, I, I was running around like a dickhead. I was helping organise stuff, I was picking shit up, I was dropping stuff off, I was doing all this work. And I travelled quite a way to get there. Um, and at the time I was pretty naive, so I, I knew I was being shat talk, like I knew it, but I didn't want to believe it. Because of the person that was doing it. Right? 
Um, I idolised this person in that time. I thought they were great. Turns out they're fucking not. So fucking jokes on me. I think I knew, but I just chose to pretend that I wasn't seeing or hearing the things that I was seeing and hearing, right? Um, so I wasn't looking for the flags. <laughs> I wasn't looking. The flags were like inside of my eyeballs deep and I wasn't looking. Um, and the amount of disrespect I copped and I was exhausted and I was hormonal. Um, and then not speaking up. I was not saying anything. Because at the time, our family was all over the place, like we all lived in different places. Um, it was taken as a chance and opportunity to have a family photo taken, right? So we're all lined up and I said, oh, I don't want to do it. And I didn't want to do it. I fucking so didn't want to do this family photo. It wasn't even funny. I was not about it. I didn't want to do it. Because my emotions were so fucking there and I, I, my heart was hurt so bad and I was so fucking disrespected, I just didn't know how I could actually fucking smile. I was trying to get out of there. I was saying to my partner, like, just get me the fuck out of here. I want to go. I'm done. Tap me out. Like, fuck this bitch. Fuck these people. I want to go. Anyway, I got ushered into this fucking photo. And I just couldn't smile. I just, it was going, no, smile. And it was, you're ruining the photo. Just smile. How about you're ruining the photo because of your fucking nasty, narcissistic, selfish ways have made me this upset. And then me, not standing up for myself, has created this. So, yeah, no, bitch, I'm hormonal. Let me cry. Leave me alone. Oh, the photo didn't happen. I just left. I was like, I'm not fucking doing this. I'm leaving. I've been in these scenarios <laughs> and the hurt is real. The hurt and the disrespect is very, very fucking real. If someone has got to full noise drag your ass down by shit talking you and fucking belittling you and making sure they've fucking put more presents under their Christmas tree or they've got better clothing on or they're doing this or whatever. To make them happy, fuck that. Fuck their life. That is some fake ass shit. Stand up for yourself. Don't stop going to family functions and being around people that do love you, that do respect you, that do want to be around you and, and miss out on those celebrations because you don't want to put those boundaries up out of fear. Or the anxiety that's going to come with having that conversation. Have it over the phone, have it over a video call, you know, or have it face to face, but have it. Because the anxiety that you're going to feel on the actual day being around these people is going to suck. And it's going to ruin your fucking Christmas. The thing is, is that there are people that listen to my podcast that do this. Fucking stop. Stop. I love Christmas. I personally love Christmas. Have I had some shitty Christmases? Yes. Have I been disrespected? Fuck yes. Have I been disrespected by my ex? A hundred percent Christmas Day. It, it's just how it goes. Like I said, Christmas is a time where people are highly charged. We're, we've got the stress of finances. We've got the stress of everything else. I've had some ugly Christmases and I've made it my mission to make those ones the last ugly Christmases I ever got. I love, I love shopping. I love, you know, like, I fucking hate shopping, I'm not going to lie, I hate it. But Christmas time is when I shop. I love shopping for my family at Christmas time. I love it. Having this new grandbaby, shit, fuck, hold, fuck. Honestly, ugh, hold me back. But making sure Christmas is as stressless as I can make it is key. Is it gonna? Is it gonna bring up a bit of stress? Um, close to the day, of course it is. But do we have the strength as a family to get through it? Yeah. Do I work to make it as stress free as I can? Yeah. I don't want. Like this, and, and like this is a time where people like really want to be around their family. Look, and friends and stuff. Look, 
for me now, because I used to push, I used to push for our whole family to get together and stuff. Um, and after a couple of years of of pushing, I just stepped back and just went, you know what, if you want to be a part of our lives and be around us on big events like this, you, you'll be there. So I stopped inviting people. And that's another thing. If you're the person that is constantly inviting people in and they're turning you down, just stop inviting them. You're better off to celebrate with a small amount of you that all want to be in your presence, that all want to be around you, than you are having 20, 30, 40 people in your space that don't really want to be there. They, they just don't. Don't force it. We've got a, a beautiful sized group this year for Christmas. Is there family I haven't invited? Yeah, there is family I haven't invited because, you know, you get sick of inviting people. They don't they don't turn up. So for me it's like, well, if you don't want to be here then cool, I'll stop inviting you. Did it hurt the first two years? Yeah. Cause I wasn't used to it. We always had that family unit together. Now, look, if you if you don't want to be here, don't be here. <laughs> you know? We don't make the room around the table because we already know the answer and that's okay that these these family are off doing their own thing now and that's the thing family and friends and events it all changes it all moves it's nothing ever stays the same you don't have to all do the same thing every fucking year because that's what you do There's going to be so many emotions this Christmas, especially with this squeeze, and it's going to be, you know, as parents' guilt for not being able to provide what we want to provide for our families, for our kids, what they deserve. It's going to be a lot of parents feeling that sting of guilt because we all want to spoil our babies. But your job is to be a parent and to pay the bills and have food on the table for their day-to-day, you know? And that's tough, that's fucking tough. And I know, I've seen it, and I've had it happen to me when I'm at my lowest, or I've seen other people when they're down and out and at their lowest, and, you know, they've got friends in their lives that are doing great, and they get very show-offy, oh, look what I bought, and I got this, and I got knowing full well your mates are struggling. Fuck men. If your mates are struggling, go get their kids a gift, go get their kids a really nice gift, if you can afford it. We had a rough year one year. We had a very rough year. And our family knew that. We were very vocal. All this stuff just went wrong. Bang, right on Christmas. And we weren't able to give our kids, you know, what we wanted to. So our family, they invested extra money into making sure that they provided the children with beautiful, bigger gifts. Because it's, it's not a competition. It's just not. If you know that your mates are struggling, you know, put a few extra fucking potatoes in the oven and have them over. Don't be a pain in the ass. Don't be a person that creates more stress and anxiety and pain for others. Be, be the thing that rises people up and holds their hand and says, I got you. You don't have to put on a full Christmas for another family. You don't. But if you have the means to extend something a little more than what you would, do that. Because if everybody does that, everyone extends a little bit more than they normally would, you can change a whole family's Christmas. Being a competitive asshole is going to get you fucking nowhere. So, like, I got this... <laughs> I know, I know this man, beautiful man, and um, for years my Christmas tree's been full of kids' decorations and shit, it's been awesome. The last couple of years I got my tree back, right, so I decorated a bit more adult, so all the decorations match and shit, right, and I'm a bit of an arsehole with it when I'm decorating it because the kids don't want to decorate it anymore, so it become, it's become my baby, so I like it a certain way. This year I couldn't decorate it, right? Because it's an eight foot tree, so I can't get all over it with my boot on. And um, 
the kids were teasing me because they were going, you know, oh, you're going to adjust all the decorations and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, who the fuck puts two decorations on one branch? Just saying. I didn't touch it. I'm so fucking proud of my left exactly how they did it. And it's beautiful. But I do love my tree. Anyway, every year I see this guy's tree go up. Damn. And like, they've got no kids. So they, um... Their home's very clean, right? and I see all the Facebook and Instagram, you know, of their fucking beautiful, immaculate tree, and it's, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I decorate the front of my tree, I'm pretty sure they decorate the front and back, the front and back, right, and it's stunning, and then they've got these two beautiful labs, and they've got their Christmas bandanas on, fucking fluffy, clean, beautiful, the whole thing's just a jam, and definitely styling and designing is, is 100% this guy's thing, like, it's just something he's got at, and every year I look at his tree and I go, fucking one day, one day I'm going to have a tree like that, I mean, I've bought the stuff, I just can't do it, and I used to send there the first year I saw this tree go up, I was like, damn, you know, and I got a little competitive, and then I realised what I was doing, and I was like, you're competing against the giants, bitch, take a seat, just enjoy your fucking rose gold and pink decorations and back off. Um, and now I look forward to seeing that tree going up every year. I do. I look forward to the photo of the tree with the dogs and the bandanas. Oh, it's fucking gorgeous, it's gorgeous. But this is what I mean. Like, <laughs> this is not the time to be competitive, guys. And I know, I've got a couple of more years of that perfectly decorated tree before my grandbaby starts going to kinder, bringing home her homemade decorations for Christmas tree, and I'm pretty sure Nan's going to get a couple. And you know what? Then I'll pack all those beautiful decorations away, and she will charge that tree. And this is the thing. There's so much focus going on this professional decorating look. Hey, like, I don't know if you've noticed, but back in the day, our little tinsel trees that used to drop fucking shit everywhere were decorated with 16 billion different decorations, nothing matched, tinsel everywhere, all our crafts that we made at school and stuff all hung up, and then we had the candy canes, um, they were always a jam, and the trees were a hot mess. And with the fucking flashing lights that used to drive you nuts, yeah, look like the fucking sirens, you know, because... They like to make the yellow and greens flash and then separately to the red and blue. Like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> but times have changed. And as we've gotten all the social media and stuff, the way people decorate is even different. And it's like, are you decorating for your family? Are you decorating for yourself? Or are you decorating for your social media? I know I don't decorate for social media. If I did, I'd try harder. I know my mate doesn't decorate for social media. That's just something that he's really good at and enjoys. But it's like, like I said to my husband, oh, I'd love it. I'd love it if I could pay a professional decorator to come in and kit my whole house out for Christmas. But I'm not spending that money. Are you kidding? <laughs> um, because I don't have the creative flair to do it myself. Like, I, I couldn't fucking do it if I tried. But it's this competitiveness that we've got to stop doing. You just don't know what's happening and you don't you don't know the reality of anyone's world. You're not in it. And your competitiveness and your mean streak could be the thing that breaks them. Like it, it really could and it's it's not right. We wanna create boundaries, we don't wanna be doormats. And we wanna be supportive in any way we can be supportive you know the one thing I hear is I don't know why parents get so stressed out before Christmas you've known since last Christmas it was coming yeah but you know that's <laughs> last Christmas everything could have looked a whole lot differently financially or in your whole family unit than what it does now you can't predict if you're going to lose a loved one and you've got all this pain you can't predict anything or you can't predict a job loss. Or, you know, the interest rates rising on your mortgage to a point where they almost break you. You, you can't predict that. So this bullshit, you got 365 days a year, you know Christmas is coming, be more prepared. I'm not fucking buying it. You can't be prepared. 
the Christmas you get is the Christmas you get because this is the situation you're in right now. And for those parents that are struggling with presents and and a beautiful meal, you know, I feel you because I've been there. And you're not a shitty parent. You're just not. Parenting and making sure that they eat that their roof is over their head and you're doing the best you can and as long as you're bringing your best to the table on Christmas Day, it's all they need. You know, you're creating children that have empathy, children that have financial understanding, children that finds blessings in different things because their hand's forced to. But if you turn up on Christmas Day and it's not the Christmas you wanted for them, and you're all doom and gloom and sad, they'll be doom and gloom and sad. If you get up and you bring your happy to the table and a good vibe, you know, that's, that's going to change their little, their little brains. It's going to make them feel good. They're going to feel secure. They're going to feel safe. You're going to let them feel happy for what they have. Because kids just want to be happy. They do. They're going to remember that. You know, we had some fucking... (laughs) We had some fucking Christmases as kids, I tell you, we really did. But the one thing that I remember as a child, I don't... I remember one Christmas present I ever got because it was so fucking horrific. Um, It wasn't even funny, but... We knew it was a tight Christmas this year. So we were grateful. However, all of December, my mum decorated the house when we were kids. She had the um, foil, um, <laughs> you know, if you know, you know, right? Um, they, were, they came flat and you, they were all for like cutouts and then you stretched them out and hung them from the ceiling. And they were like gold and red and silver and green, like in your face. And my mum would hang those from the ceilings everywhere. <laughs> And our tree was always done. We always it was always a thing. We first of December the tree went up, and Dad put the lights on, and we got to decorate it. And as we got older, we got to put the lights on, which was a fucking buzz. Um, and there would be candy canes, and you know. But my mum slammed Christmas music most of December, and I remember that. And I remember her playing that music and cleaning the house and getting things organised. Um, that's what I remember. I don't. I couldn't actually fucking tell you what we ate. I know we ate some ham and some corn on the cob, and I remember that because I've always put it on my Christmas table. And when we're planning the Christmas dinner this year with my brother, he's like, "Oh, corn on the cob." I was like, yeah, because it's our Christmas thing, right? It was corn on the cob with actual butter, not margarine. Fucking real butter. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> this is the thing. Remember that. What do you remember from Christmas as a kid? Some of us never had a good Christmas in our lives. Some people just haven't. But don't drag that into your kids' world. There's your trauma. Don't hand it to them. Because then they'll think it's okay to hand to their kids. And this is the one thing I do. I like to have my Christmas tree up first of December because that's what we did. You know, we play Christmas song music while we're decorating the tree. Because that's what we did. Because that's what I remember. And I hope that's what my kids remember. First of December, the tree goes up. You know, I remember buzzing when it got to the point when my kids were old enough for me to wrap presents and put them under the tree instead of waiting until Christmas Eve. Because we had to wait till Christmas Eve. That was another tradition. All the presents were hidden until Christmas Eve and then Mum should pull them all out in her room and we'd all have to go in there and take all the presents and put them under the tree. It was a whole big thing because we could shake them and, and you know, and then we'd lie there going, oh my God, what do you think is in that one? And that one was for me, oh my God, you know. It was a buzz, it was a buzz. Um, so making sure that, you know, this is a time when you're going to, we're all going to feel the pressure. We're all going to feel the heat. That's just how it is. 
Let this be the time to reinforce your boundaries, okay? Assess relationships. Make decisions about what you're going to do with those relationships. Are you going to bless and release some people? Or are you going to pull them in closer and have some conversations so that this year, Christmas, or this time of the year is smoother for you and them? You know, it's a time to start looking at those sorts of things because if you wait until Christmas Day and think that history's not going to repeat itself, the same history you've been dealing with 10, 15, 20, 30 years, promise you it is. It is. So standing up for yourself is really important and it's, it's okay to put boundaries in place. It just is. You don't have to feel bad, feel guilty. You know, someone said to me, how can you just like go, oh, this is never going to be a friendship and walk away with this other person. Really easy. I'm not about to waste my time. I'm not about to waste their time. What is it that you're going to change this month to make sure that this holiday season goes better for you. Because you're coming to a point, if you're going to be around a lot of people, where you're going to be able to assert your boundaries in a healthy way, but where other people are going to see that it's happening. The thing is, this is the thing, once you start asserting your boundaries and people are seeing you assert your boundaries, then they're going to go, whoa, whoa, and they're going to pull back. You know, the one thing that I've heard a lot when I'm asserting my boundaries, and, I've, and I started asserting boundaries years and years ago, I just didn't realise. And I'm asserting my boundaries, didn't achieve it, but I was definitely in trying mode, <laughs> was you think you're better than everyone else. You know what? If you're a mean bunch of assholes, yeah. I do. And that's the thing. You don't have to sit there and hear that, because it's one of the most common things that people say you'll think you're better than everyone else no bitch I just know my worth and if me knowing my worth makes you uncomfortable that's not my fucking issue and I've heard that this year one feral turn around saying you think you you think you're all that you think you're fucking better than everyone yes I think I'm all that, because I know who I am. And I don't think I'm better than everyone. But I know I'm better than you. Because I know who the fuck I am, <laughs> and you don't. It's simple. But assert yourself. If you don't, it explodes on Christmas Day, it explodes. It explodes into rage. It explodes into fucking yelling and screaming and looking crazy. Then it's you ruined Christmas. Well, fuck, I didn't actually. Well, <laughs> if you're looking for how to do it a different way, here's a different way. Don't say they were told. They were told. It's a boundary, please don't cross it. I asked nicely first, you just went there when it happened. You don't have to be mean. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just fucking have to get mean. Sometimes you just do. The problem is, a lot of things that I times I see is when families get together for Christmas, there's a focus on being with the whole family, being with the grandparents and the aunties and the uncles and the cousins, and that's great. But it can create divides with husbands and wives. But you're responsible for the family you created. Not the family you came from. The family you created. If you're dealing with that kind of... If that's not what you want to do and that's not what your family wants to do, don't go. Roast the chicken. Do it at home. We get bent and moved and moulded to do all these things that we don't want to fucking do at this time of the year. Just don't. 
in your, in your MMA, you're going to be like, oh, everyone's going to be upset. They'll be upset for a minute. It's not your problem if they're upset. People, you know, there are wives sitting there being disrespected by their mother-in-laws or husbands being disrespected by their in-laws and you're putting your marriage and relationship on the line to force people to be around people that are disrespectful to them and expect them to eat shit, eat that shit. No, no, no. Start looking at this time of the year through a lens that's healthy. Like, what's healthy for my family? What works for us? Not what works for my parents and, you know, like you can see them every other time of the year. It doesn't have to be that day. Run Christmas for your family. I've had plenty of Christmases and I hate it, but I've had them and we've had good days without all my children. This year, fuck, I'm so blessed I've got them all for under the tree this year. All of them. Fucking, I am feeling so blessed. Because it does not happen. It, well, it does happen, but it just not, has not happened in a long time. And am I excited? Have I gone a bit overboard? Yes. <laughs> Mainly because we got the grandbaby. And like I said, it's all boys. And then me and her and her mum, that's it. We're just the girl team. There's only so much shit you can take before you explode. If you think you can take shit and not explode you can't we all get to breaking point stop letting yourself get to that point deal with shit nip it on the ass get ahead of it before the big day so you can enjoy it so many so many people end up in violent brawls fucking road rage at the moment here in melbourne's unreal our crime rates start climbing, uh, climbing up and we've got all this stress and tension going on. Don't add to it. Whatever you can get, you know, whatever stress and anxiety you can get ahead of, get ahead of it. You've got so many other reasons to be fucking pissed off. You're trying to heal, not create more hurt. So don't create more hurt. This is just a perfect time for you <coughs> working on boundaries all year, hopefully, because we've been talking about this shit all year, to now put them into play and enforce them. And step out of the fucking shadows that you've been sitting in. Let the light on you. Let people see who you are. Find your voice and go, I'm not doing this anymore. We're not doing this anymore because I'm not tolerating it. These are my boundaries. And I deserve them. They're here for a reason and they will be respected. And if they're not, then your ass will be ejected. It's that simple. But here is this beautiful opportunity to put those boundaries into play. So don't fuck around. Be brave and get ahead of your anxiety. Get ahead of the ugly feeling that you're going to have to face if you don't. Because I tell you what, you're only going to have to make noise a few times for people to start understanding that you mean business and you're not fucking around. If they choose to not invite you to Christmas after that, well, hey... Guess you won't have to worry about that anxiety again. We've not had Christmas back home with mum and dad for as a whole family for fucking years. Years and years and years. Like a couple of decades I reckon. Since all of us were at home. Um and that's just how it is. It just doesn't work. And it's sad, but that's that's the unit. And I'm big on boundaries. And um, yeah, I know those boundaries will be tested to a point of disrespect. Because I never voiced up and 
I know a lot of you are going to fucking feel me when I say this. Because I never voiced up, it was assumed that I could take it when I was younger. And I wasn't taking it, I just wasn't creating a scene, I was just saying nothing. What I underestimated is how much harder the hits would come. How many times I would have to take more and more and more and more hits. And how, you know, those hits would get harder and harder and harder, emotionally. And when I finally said, these are my fucking boundaries, you're crossing them, and I can't even see you not, and stepping away, wow, fuck the second, <laughs> well, fuck, let me tell you, I was a fucking bitch, I was everything under the sun. Don't let it get to that point. Because our family is, se is severely divided right now. It's not all me, don't worry. <laughs> but it is. And it's because nobody fucking voiced themselves in the moment. So now all feelings are all hurt. Boundaries are ripped apart. Now not all of us can be in the same room together. Because an all-out war's going to break out. And that's sad. That's actually fucking sad. Because there have been words said that cannot be unsaid. Because there have been a lot of unhealed people trying to hang out. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> it does not work. So, as much as we're injecting love and happiness and all this bullshit, and it's not bullshit, it's amazing, into our family and other people and making sure everyone else has a good Christmas. Make sure you have a good Christmas. Make sure you're setting up for a day of minimal friction, <laughs> minimal anxiety. When I say minimal anxiety, pay your bills before you buy a present. You know, make sure you, you're taking care of business beforehand so that there is no anxiety. You know, people aren't unwrapping presents and you're looking at them going, fuck, I don't know how I'm going to pay for that. But you got it now. You know, you minimise your anxiety, minimise your stress. Because stress makes people very reactive in a very ugly ways. So what might start off as a beautiful Christmas could turn into fucking World War Three, <laughs> And we don't want that. No. Start looking at your friendships and start looking at recognising people for who they are and, and don't accuse them of being assholes and being shit all the time, you know, just understand you're not in alignment with some people, you know, step out, step out, step out. If people are making you feel shitty because of circumstances you cannot control, then you, you really need to check that, check it. It's, it's not right. <laughs> don't don't play the game. Just just don't play the game. Because it's just it's fucking ugly. But what I'm battling with right now is like I said, this foot and the mental load of having to ask people for help. Fuck I don't like that. But I'm learning that I have to. And my family have accused me of being a little controlling. <laughs> because I like the washing hang, hang, you know, hung up a certain way. And I like the floors vacuumed a certain way. And I like this done and that way and this done. And um, I am forced into a position where I've got to shut up and just be grateful for what the fuck happens, right? And they're doing a great job. Like, they're holding, they're holding the house down really well. And it's been, you know, the, my family have been awesome. But... I'll tell you what, the mental load of being in this boot is killing me. <laughs> I am, um, like I said, struggling to ask for help and I've had some growlings because I'm not and um, they're well deserved, don't get me wrong. But yes, it's definitely created a bit of a strain this Christmas on me, only me. Everyone else is quite happy to do what they've got to do. It's just me upset about it, but... I uh, like I like to have purpose on the day and um, looking after my grandbaby will give me that 
and I, I, I don't find it a hard thing to do. I kind of like it way too much. But, yeah, and I think the lack of mobility, not being able to drive, oof, fuck. Having to ask your teenager to drive you to get your nails done, fuck. <laughs> because they're that long since I've had this accident, it's not funny. Um, but, yeah, I mean... If you're gonna think, do yourself a solid this Christmas and don't put yourself in a fucking moon boot. It's a no bueno and it's summer and we're coming into a heat wave and I've gotta leave this sweaty, hot ass boot on my foot. So the aircon's gonna be taking a beating, that's for sure. Absolute beating. Oh yeah, something else I wanted to talk to you about too, right? So this came up and <laughs> it's funny because um it was unexpected. It was unexpected. But it brought up something to me and I was just like, oh, we've got to discuss this. We've, we've got to discuss this. And it's... <laughs> it's about leopards not changing their spots. And I'm a true believer that leopards don't change their spots. But you can morph and change the way you behave with healing and growth. So what I mean is... When I say leopards don't change their spots, what I mean is when people jump from one space to another and then go, boom, I'm a different person, right? Without doing the healing work, without doing the self-reflection, without looking inwards and go, what do I need to change as a person to be happier and healthier and just kinder and nicer and not angry? You know, sometimes people, they like to jump that whole step and just go from this extreme to that extreme and then boom, I'm a great person. Right? And I've seen this. We've all seen this. You know, you got that one person, right? That's like, I've had this epiphany, and then I'm a good person now, and uh, whatever. And, um, <laughs> but they've actually not done the deep, deep, deep healing work that creates change in you naturally. And that's the thing. The more healing work you do, and the more self-reflection and looking inwards and holding yourself fucking accountable for your own shit, right? And recognising where you were the problem, recognising where you fucked up. When people aren't doing that, those changes aren't happening, happening naturally. Like they're just, you know, you don't wake up. You don't wake up and you don't grow up like be an adult in the world and be a dickhead and then turn around and go, you know what, I'm going to change who I am, 100%. Click of my fingers, different person, treat me better. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> and I saw an example of this happen and where this person has done this. They've, they've not done the deep, deep work. They've just done like the shallow surface level. And I was under the assumption they'd done the deep work but they haven't, and they haven't because I saw and witnessed a really, really old part of them <laughs> um, come through in a very, very vicious way. And I was like, holy fuck, you are not healed. You have not healed. You've just woken up one day, done surface level shit, and upgraded yourself into a nicer person when you aren't fucking there yet. Right? We all have these people. You can't do that. I've seen people do it. Like, so many times where they're like, I'm going to change, I'm going to do some healing. They, you know, meditate six times, boom, I'm healed, I'm better. No, 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 no. And they can fake it for a certain amount of time, but eventually it bleeds through and comes through and it's all exposed for what it is, right? This is why, like, I put a post up on my socials tonight about, um... <laughs> Let me find it, actually, because it was a good one. It was a good one, and I've got it here, so let me find it. Um, damn, where is it? Some of us isolate to recharge. Not everyone will get that. I isolate to heal, and I highly encourage that you spend a lot of time alone and a lot of time with yourself when you are in healing spaces because then you can look inward, there's no distraction outward. You can look inward and you're more likely to hold yourself accountable for your own shit if you are alone than you are with other people. Once you've accepted the fact that you have done this ugly shit and you want to share that 
with others, when you have full acceptance for it and understanding, then you do that. And I d- I've done that. And I tell you, when I've done it, people have been like, I can't believe you're fucking saying that shit out loud, right? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but you have to. You just have to, right? It's part of the healing process. But like I said, I highly recommend you bring you, you bring it in. Bring it in, work on it, and accept the fact that you have been flawed and, that, and, and find the reasoning for it. Because like I've said in my book, Everything that I did that was painful to other people, everything that I did, every hurt I put out there was fucking intentional. And it was intentional because I know right from wrong. So that's how I hold myself accountable. I know right from wrong, I shouldn't have done that. And that's even if I blindly was reactive, if I'm in this really big argument and I just unleash ugly shit on someone, I know better than to let myself get to that point. I know to walk away. I know to remove myself. I know to step out. But I don't. I go, fuck it. (laughs) And just go all guns blazing and let it be ugly. Yeah, so when, when you understand that, and then that, you know, if you know right from wrong, then the hurt you've put out there is your fault because you knew right from wrong there are things you've done that you've not intended it doesn't mean you've intentionally hurt people like well it does what I mean is there are times you've hurt people and not realized that that was the wrong thing to do because you weren't clear on their boundaries that sometimes happens with me where I get you know I might say something that unintentionally not realizing that ability for that then you're not going to work, you're not doing this healing work the way you need to because to heal you, you've got to also be forgiving to yourself. You've got to forgive yourself for the ugly shit you did. I've had to spend a lot of time forgiving myself for being reactive with my parent, with a a sibling, with my ex-husband. I've had to forgive myself for being that reactive that I threw hands, that I screamed, that I got abusive, that I said really vicious, ugly things. I've had to say, you know, girl, you know, you knew right from wrong. So spending that time on me and, and looking in and working through that the parts of me that I didn't like, that I wasn't proud of, the pain that I've caused, I've naturally grown. I've grown as a woman. It's just happened. Growth, it can just happen. Like when you start doing the work and, and the growth, it just comes. And you do begin to morph into a kinder person, a more thoughtful person, because your awareness of who you are and who you have been and the forgiveness that you give yourself and that clearer understanding of what what position you were in when you went to that ugly place with that person, when you can really look at those things, you know, and then and move forward in life, when you've got that understanding, you're less likely to do it. Because in that process of looking at that truth about you, you're healing that little part of you. And that's got to happen. So if you're just doing surface level shit, understand, and then you've decided you're a much better person like that, like, boom, I'm better. You're not. Your ugly shit from the past is going to eventually leak through. It just is. You're not doing a quality, you know, refurbishment here. You're sticking a cork in a boat with a big asshole. You're not refurbishing it. You're not rebuilding it from the structures that it needs to be rebuilt from. You're not doing quality work. And if you're not doing quality healing work, oh, your mess is coming out later. Like I say over and over again, this shit ain't for the mink. 
Like, you gotta, you got to be ready to roll your sleeves up with yourself and get a bit dirty. But it's worth it. So, take some time. Step out. Step out. Take some time. And think about the boundaries that need to be set up and who they need to be set up with. And then make the time to set those boundaries in place. This is your time to shine, man. This is your fucking time to shine. Christmas. And for our American friends, um, you've had a chance at Thanksgiving. Um, you still got Christmas. Let's go. Alright guys, me and this fucked up foot and my dog that keeps clanking chains, like not chains, he's got his little um, name tag and his registration in the middle and they clang together, that's what you're hearing when he clunks around. We're gonna go, we're gonna go to bed. But, thanks for fucking joining. It's been a minute. Um, and, honestly, if you want to, um, if you're not on my socials yet, jump on, she's a fucking vibe on Insta. Um, and everything's under Ren McQueen. Otherwise, go to renmcqueen.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the website. On your way down, don't forget to click and download yourself a copy of my book or order one. And I'll get that posted out to you ASAP. And then go find my socials and follow along. Alright guys, thanks for joining me. Don't forget you've got a thousand reasons to be angry and not one to stay that way. You've been with Ren McQueen, she's a fucking vibe. Peace.